remember as a kid um, always wanting to put something in the plate. Ask my mom, can I have something to put in the plate? Didn't matter how much it was, didn't matter if it was a quarter or if I got a whole dollar that day. Um, but I wanted to have something to put in. Amen. And um, as I've grown up, I've seen other children do the same thing. I've seen them, you know, pester their parents for, hey, can I have some money to put in the plate? And um, I don't think this is, comes from a need to fit in or a need to uh, want to be seen giving. It's a, kids just love to give. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's central to who they are. Yeah. Um, Cole loves to give me his pretend food. <laughs> And he is very proud when I say how delicious it is. Um, <laughs> uh, but as we get older, we lose this love of giving. Uh, we become more self-focused. Um, as a young disciple uh, in the teen ministry and uh, as a college student, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I was like most college students, broke. Um, giving was something that I should should do if I was able to. Um, and this way of, of thinking just wasn't correct. Wasn't, it, it totally changed the way I, I saw of giving, and um, it, it's not what God wanted for, for me. Um, <clears throat> so when the plates were passed, I would, I would look in my wallet and give whatever was left. I would give God my leftovers and my scraps. And... Um, You know, that, that, that might mean a couple dollars here or there. Uh, if I was doing really well, it might mean a whole ten dollars. Um, but that's not what God wants or expects from us. The good news is there's no actual dollar figure in the New Testament that we're required to give. Um, so let's, uh, let's all turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. <clears throat> Excuse me. In verses 6 through 7, the Bible reads, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I just want us all to take a moment and think about that. Um, someone once shared this scripture with me and challenged me in my giving. It changed the way I see giving. Um, do I want to give my very best to God or do I want to give my leftovers and my scraps? This scripture talks about deciding ahead of time, <clears throat> excuse me, not just checking our wallets on Sunday. Um, to, to decide ahead of time what we should give and to do it cheerfully. Amen. Um, in my college days, I would misuse this scripture and say, well, I'm not cheerful about giving, so I'm just not going to give. <laughs> That's not the intent either here. We're not cheerful. Excuse me. In Mark 12, um, verse 41 through 43 says Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd put their money into the temple treasury many rich people threw in large amounts 
but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. I think the scripture points out two big important things. The first is that God looks at our heart. He doesn't look at how much goes in. He doesn't look at our social status. He doesn't look at our race. He doesn't look at any of that stuff. He looks at our heart. The second is that the size of our giving is irrelevant. Because it goes back to the first point. That God wants our heart. That we need to give wherever we can give and feel cheerful about giving. Um, Whether that is a lot and you're blessed or a little. Mm -hmm. And you're blessed anyway. I mean, we're all blessed to be in a country where we can all make a living. Um, I feel like... uh, I feel very blessed. Um, and, And... it took someone sharing scriptures with me to really see that and to see that I was um, that I was withholding from God in a lot of ways. Um, last scripture I'm going to share is 2 Corinthians 8, <clears throat> verse 7. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in love, Uh, In the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. And I want this church to excel in the grace of giving. I think there's a lot of goals that we have as a a small church. You know, we want to be self-supported. We want to be able to do things in the community. Um, But that, unfortunately, in this day and age, takes money. Um, I know that we've all heard about tithing and giving a tenth from the Old Testament. Um, if you can do that, amen. I'm glad that you can do that. But not everybody can, and I understand that. <clears throat> but I would propose a challenge. No matter where we are financially, I believe that most of us, if not all of us, can take this challenge and be successful. Um, it's a $5 challenge. Come on. This challenge is to increase your weekly giving by $5 or more if you feel moved. Um, so what are some practicals with five bucks? So obviously, there's two small cups of coffee or one specialty drink because you can't get two of those for five bucks anymore. There's, you can get a pizza for five bucks. Pizza, pizza. We can get a sandwich. Except it's not a five dollar for long anymore, let's be real. Or you can get an emoji pillow. (laughs) What are the point of these slides? These things that are $5 aren't worth anything. They're not not needs. We can cut one of these things out a week and and have $5. Glenn doesn't want to go up as an emoji pillow. Um... (laughs) But what can God do with $5? Wow. If only 50 members increase their giving by $5, that's $250 per week, $1,000 per month, $13,000 per year when you multiply it by 52 weeks, plus an additional 2500 in special missions contribution. This is $15,500 per year closer to our goal of being self-supported. This is a lot of money for just 
each of us giving $5. Yeah. This money goes to further the gospel here in Maine, using it for facility costs, budget outreach, <clears throat> um, budget for outreach activities, and most of all, this money is used to save souls. At this time, if you've been baptized in Maine in the past seven years, please stand up. Seven. The men and women standing before you are the reason I give and are proof that giving is vital to our Christian walk. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this congregation, this body of believers, this family. Um, God, we pray that you uh, would bless our, our offerings, that you would uh, bless our uh, ability to give and uh, just help grow our faith in um, our ability to give. And God, ultimately, giving uh, helps our souls and helps our hearts because we get, we're able to let go of our earthly belongings and give them to you. Uh, God, we love you and thank you for all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.